Yonah. So we're going to continue now with uh, this book. Um, so we're going to discuss Ape Tlasa, that saying something Ape is in the presence of Tlasa's three people. Um, so there seems to be some uh, heterim of speaking once it's known by three people. We'll discuss whether that's really true and how it's true. So Ape Tlasa means speaking in front of three people. And uh, if it already had been said in front of three people, it's not subject to the Isra Lashon Hara uh, at, at the starting point. But the, the truth is that doesn't seem correct because the more people who find out about it, seemingly, the more violations of Lashon Hara there's going to be. So there's a, he refers to a large discussion that we've shown him when, when is it allowed and what does that mean once three people know about it. There's a hetis. It goes through a whole long discussion. It's to read those who didn't read it yet. But um, he says as follows. One explanation is as follows. If Bidyevit, Lashon Hara was said in front of three people, there's no longer an Isser for those three people to relate to others. Because it was called Chavr Chavr Islay. One person tells another person, tells another person, or if Wamber likes to say, a secret is something you tell one person at a time. But that's all it means. But everyone eventually finds out the secrets. So uh, once information is revealed to a few people, so ultimately it's going to spread to others. That's just the nature of human. And it shouldn't be that way, but that's how, how we are. Even though sometimes there could be an Isser person specifically tells you, what I tell you, you can't tell someone else, the Gemara Yuna says, it's prohibited from telling someone else. So be very careful. I was on the phone today with someone, someone called me from my new shul, he had a particular shayla and he emphasized a few times and said, this is confidential, please don't repeat. I said, as a rabbi, I know a lot of confidential information and I already know I don't share, you don't have to remind me, that's a given, we keep it uh, secret. So either way, that's not how most people are, and again, I'm also subject to this as well. But once the people know, we assume they're telling others, and it's going to be spread far. So, um, so he says as follows. Now, once this hat there exists of three people knowing, and you now are one of the people who heard it, so you, in theory, could tell someone else, not that you should, but you can, potentially. So he says it's only true if you're talking casually. Your talking happens to come up. But the moment a person has ill uh, intentions... You have Kavana to get the guy, to tell Lashon Hara, that's already wrong. So he's going to give a, a few examples to, to make this clear. So, example of one who is not intending to spread the news further. Mr. Stein returns home from work. Mrs. Stein asks her husband how his day. By the way, I should point out, people think that's okay to speak Lashon Hara to one's spouse. So we didn't discuss this in the past. Not true at all. If you want to unwind, let things loose. Maybe Toelis will talk about that next week. Toelis, right? Not this week, but next week we'll talk to Toelis. But it's, there's no heter to speak to a spouse about Lashonara. So Mrs. Stein asks her husband, how was your day today? And he says, nothing unusual occurred. He continues, my boss gave me a job that I completed. It was pretty easy. I'm glad I didn't have a day like Mr. Rosenberg. He completely messed up on his project. And the whole firm was talking about his incompetence. Now, his intention wasn't to really make fun of Mr. Rosenberg. He was just telling about his day. And everyone knew about it. So it was public information. Everyone in the work knew he just did a poor job, whatever he was doing. That's not uh, an issue. But... An example of one who is trying to spread a rumor. Yossi sits down at the lunch table in the school cafeteria. Do you know what just happened? He announces excitedly to the other boys at the table. Shimon was using foul language when the principal walked in. He was suspended from school on the spot. Now, even though most of the class already knew about it, his intent was to spread it, to, to give a dig to the guy. And for that reason, that would be prohibited. It's only if it comes up casually. Now, that's all... If you knew the information, you were one of three or more who knew the information, and you passed it on to someone else, you could talk about it casually. But if you are a listener of this next round, he points out, very importantly, it's forbidden to listen or to believe Lashon Hara. The Chavetz Chaim indicates that the dispensation of Apit 
only allows the speaker to convey the information, but does not allow the listener to believe what he hears. So if you heard that, that's what happened? You can't believe the guy. Now, it's very hard to put that to practice. You heard the guy say it, and how do you not believe it? But you have to do your best not to believe it and pretend it didn't happen. So you can't say to that person either. Say it again? So you can't speak to the person that's going to believe it. You can who Who's talking to right now? The, speak, the person the, that heard in front of three, like, that heard the, that heard the or, or was a witness to the thing that happened, he can't speak to the person that he knows is going to believe what he's saying. If, if he knows someone will believe it, then he Which can't tell like him. Everybody. Yeah, I'm saying, so yeah, it's, it's a very important <laughs> point. This whole discussion is very theoretical. It should not be practical. Anything bad or negative that ha- happens to someone really should not be said. Even if you could find a way, most likely the way you're trying to find is not exactly really the right, right, right way. But this is just talking about the halachic, uh, halachic ramifications and parameters to work with. Okay. Now, that which is public information, uh, which is called davar mefursam, everybody knows about it. We'll get the news in a second, but let's say everyone knows about this person did this wrong. So that's already, um, there's no concern of passing. Everybody is aware of it. So you could talk about that. However, still, even though that you can tell people about, assuming the person knows about it, and he'll talk about it in just a second, which groups of people um, who might know about it. I'll say for now, for example, let's say you live in Boca, and everybody knows the Ruvain did this wrong. Everyone in Boca knows about this. But in New York, nobody knows what happens in the local Boca Jewish community. Therefore, to talk amongst friends here, that's okay. But to tell someone in New York who doesn't know about it, then that would be a problem. Um, I actually was, uh, I, I, I violated the Easter myself, actually not recently. Someone called me up about, uh, I shouldn't say this thing, but called me up about a friend who was going through some, some legal issues about a situation that he knew about. And I, I, he's, I was talking to him about that, which was fine. And then I said, just like his good friend also. He said, oh, I didn't know about the good friend either. I thought everybody knew about the good friend situation. But this guy didn't live in New York. This guy lived in Baltimore. So I, was, I violated this. I, I didn't realize, but I thought they were all good friends. And if he knew about Ruben, he also knew about Shimon. So uh, it was incorrect. So that which is Dabra Mefursam is only true in the communities who are aware of it. Now, when you talk about that which is Dabra Mefursam, you still cannot have Kavana to do it to, to, uh, you know, to, to spread the word with that intent or to make anyone feel bad. It could just happen in conversation. Everybody knows about it, but not to have Kavana to, uh, to spread the word. Yeah, why is that permissible? It's not Lashonara. Lashonara is, everyone knows about it. Lashonara is you sharing news that nobody knows about it. You're trying to ruin the person's reputation, trying to cause damage. His reputation is already damaged. Everyone knows about it. It's not going to change anything. But you can't have Kavana to do it. The two things. One is you can't cause damage. Number two is you can't have Kavana of doing something bad. What about the listener, though? And you, like, if you say something without Kavana, but, like, then they might have bad Kavana. Does that impact anything or not? I mean, you're just talking casually, and the guy who hears about it, you, the assumption is the guy you're talking to knows about it. It's already a dua. So then, whatever intentions he has, he already has his uh, thoughts and judgments about the individual. Now, he also points out, don't add, like, a negative slant to it either. Like, you're saying it casually, but don't, like, make it, like, a little, just regularly. It's, it's normal. If, if it has to come up, or if it happens to come up, be very careful how you say things. Don't exaggerate things. Don't embellish things. Be very careful when talking about it, really be careful not to talk about it at all, but if it does come up, uh, these things do happen. And you'll see as you get older, sometimes you can't avoid. Things happen, unfortunately. Things are dover before some, and they're, just, they're part of a conversation. You should be very, very careful how you say things if you have to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So two questions. So when it comes to Apitlasa, does the person, does the speaker, for it to be motive for him to say, does he have to be one of the Tlasa? Or it just has to be known that it was said, Apitlasa? 
I think Api Klasa. But once he somehow knows about it because Chavra Chavra, then he now becomes part of that people who, who are aware of it. Um, now again, when he hear it, however he hears it first from someone, he should really shouldn't believe it. But uh, if he, in Maisa he does believe it, then it now becomes. And so and so when it comes to not believing Rosh do we actively have to say I don't believe this or think about how much I don't believe this, or we just we, could we just brush it off? No, Sam, I'm saying brush it off and uh, just get it out of your mind. I don't think they like. Hopefully, just forget about it if you can. It's hard to. It's the mice is very hard. That's, that counts as not believing in it. Mm, not sure. When you say public, do you mean public generally, or like compared to where, in respect to where you are? Like in this yeshiva, there's so many people. Is information in this yeshiva? Are you able to speak to the guys here about what's going on here? This is a government force. Whatever happens in the yeshiva is this is a we're a group. So when people two people know about it, we're all going to know about it. But to talk about it in uh, a shul, BRS, or the young Israel, BJC. Some of they don't know what goes on here. So we are our own small group here. Be very careful. Hopefully no one's doing anything bad, I assume. And uh, no one should be speaking Lashar. But if it does come out, someone did something. Everybody knows about it. Some guy, I don't know, he hung his, uh, I don't know, laundry from the uh, things here. Uh, if that's considered Lashar. So uh, the guy's a crazy person for doing that. So that would be um, a government force. Him. Everyone knows about it. But don't tell your parents because uh, they're not part of this small group. Like yeah. There are people that even despite the fact that something could be like very, very well-known in the yeshiva, that those people will still not know about it. Like, I myself, on numerous occasions, have not been completely oblivious to like certain, apparently, like, things that, like, were happening, and then I found out later. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a good example. Great example. A chazan or balkari made a mistake in the davening the Torah reading. Even though no one has said a word about it, that's considered public knowledge within that shul. Thus, it may be mentioned to people who are present at that shul, but not to others. Of course, the other guidelines of Davar Mefursa must be followed, such as not intending to spread the word. But that's a good example. Something that uh, davening in yeshiva, that even Yaakov might know about it. If it happens in WhatsApp chat, so then he doesn't know about that stuff. But anything outside of that, uh, you know, it's Davar Mefursa, so then even Yaakov might know about it. Okay. Um, what else do we have here? Okay, now this is the... Uh, Yaakov's getting excited about this when he mentioned this. Newspapers. Newspapers and news outlets... Um, so this is a very stark mostly about newspapers. Um, now, anything in the newspaper becomes public knowledge. Now, it only becomes public knowledge to whoever gets that newspaper, meaning whatever is a local Boca paper, maybe. So things in Boca, in the newspaper, is mafursome to those in Boca, not to people in uh, Woodmere. If it's a Jewish newspaper, so it's uh, unique to the Jewish people, not to the non-Jews who don't get the paper. Everything's exclusive to that group. But it's important to note, that um, many Rabbanim rule that it's forbidden to believe information that's printed in newspapers. <laughs> Although some suggest a more leading approach, they agree that the information that has become publicized in newspapers must be taken with a grain of salt. It is proven that the fact that much of the information that is printed in newspapers is not completely accurate. Indeed, there have been incidents of even respected newspapers publicizing terrible information about individuals and was later discovered that crucial details were lacking, overlooked, or misinterpreted. We know from current events, those who are following current events, the bombing of the hospital in Gaza, immediately all the news outlets said, oh, Israel bombed then, it wasn't Israel, and it wasn't 500 people. So you can't trust any of these websites. Jewish newspapers, we assume, that are uh, hopefully uh, a little bit more uh, accurate and can be believed, but they should not be publishing Lashonara in those newspapers. Anyways, there are occasions, however, uh, and this goes based on next week, we'll talk about Toelis, that sometimes even Jewish newspapers have to spread bad news. If, let's say, there's a person who's dangerous to the community, uh, you know, that's important to know if it's going to be a person who's a, uh, dangerous to children, dangerous financially, 
uh, that could be, and based on Piskei uh, there certainly are allowances for even Jewish newspapers to talk about it. Interesting example, uh, divorce. Divorce is usually public knowledge when it happens, but a divorce could reflect negatively on the couple and it's de- deemed Lashon Hara. However, in many instances, one may mention that individuals are divorced under the dispensation of public information. Everybody knows that they're divorced. Mentioning it's not called Lashon Hara, people know about it. But this may change based on place and changes, but be careful not to talk about what happened in the divorce. Those are personal. That could really be Lashon Hara, speak about it. But the, the man, the woman. So divorce itself is usually public information, but the details of it oftentimes is not and would be subject to Lashon Hara. What if they're getting divorced in the future? Everyone knows about that. If everyone knows about that too, it would be public information, but it should not be done with any ill intention. Did you hear what's happening? Like that's right, uh, or kavana that this person, this husband, this this wife is that way. So unless it's going there, there's a toelis, which might be to protect people uh, of some sort. That's a different story, but we're not getting to toelis just yet. Um, but uh, but that's the discussion. Hashem, we will start from next chapter, page one thirty-eight. <laughs> if you want, sure. Okay, uh, so. Uh, very important, Mari Makos, back of the safer. There's like two votes from Rabbi Yitzhak in English. 